Welcome back, everybody, to the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Radio Podcast. I am your host, Jerry, the Fantasy Football Know-It-All. I can be found on Twitter, at FFKnowItAll. Happy Thursday to all of you as we enter Week 8 of the NFL season here in 2020, and... I don't need you don't need me to tell you what uh, what a roller coaster ride it's been through all of the pandemic stuff and and everything else going on but here we are just about halfway uh just about halfway done with the 2020 season hope all your teams are primed and ready to go if you're not in first place uh hopefully you're within striking distance and you can make the playoffs anything can happen you got to keep vigilant on that waiver wire. Make sure you're picking up what you need for your team. Watch trends, uses, and and uh, if you're not already doing it, make sure that everything I tell you to do, not necessarily you do, you may have other options available to you, but at least prompt yourself when you do listen to what I say to take a look at your waiver wire and see what options are available to you. There may be some... Uh, players that were dropped that you may not realize. I've said this before on the podcast. Somebody dropped Russell Wilson toward the last quarter of the season a few years back, and he went on a tear and ended up winning me a championship. So anything can happen. So make sure that when you're being vigilant, whatever you need, check your waiver wires daily. I can't impress that upon you enough. You just never know. Your team is never too good to be looking at the waiver wire. Well, today we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, tonight's game, of course, between the Carolina Panthers, of course, hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Before we do that, I do want to talk about Monday night's game. There's a lot of takeaways that I want to get into with that, uh, Bears and Rams. But first... I want to tell you guys about a podcast that I listen to on a regular basis. It's called the Morning Smoke CLT. Join my man G as he talks about a vast array of topics that are not only near and dear to his own heart, but that all of us can relate to in one way or another. So if you're like me and you enjoy relaxing with a either a pipe, a cigar, or even a cigarette and enjoying a beverage of some kind, then the Morning Smoke CLT is for you. And you can uh, follow G on Instagram as well, Morning Smoke Charlotte. And the Morning Smoke CLT is available on a- any platform where you get your podcast, whether it is Stitcher or Spotify or Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, you name it, it is there. So make sure you check it out, guys. You will not regret it. All right, so... We had the Monday night game, the Rams uh, defeating the Chicago Bears. The Bears looked awful, let's face it. And um, from the standpoint of Nick Foles, we can start right there. He's just not good for fantasy, Um, not for anybody on the team. Uh, We'll talk about Allen Robinson. We'll talk about David Montgomery. But Nick Foles himself, he's not startable. He doesn't throw touchdown passes. He doesn't really throw for yardage, and he doesn't run the football. So... Nick Foles is nothing more than, obviously, than a streamer for you if you're desperate. Um, But, I mean, the Bears are winning games. They were not successful against the Rams, but they they do win games. So, anyway, moving on to David Montgomery. He, 
honestly, in, in standard or even half-point PPR, he's barely startable. If not for his involvement in the passing game, he would be not startable across the board. But he is heavily involved in this passing game from the standpoint of a running back. So he is absolutely in the low-end running back to high-end flex talk um, as far as uh, PPR goes. But even that, it's on the fringes. And I don't like the way he's running. He doesn't look good. So if you can stay away and there's other options for you, you might want to move away from David Montgomery. Allen Robinson, uh, I mentioned him briefly. He is somebody that you're going to start, obviously, even after two questionable performances in a row. Uh, So keep in mind, he's still the main target here for Nick Foles in Chicago and whether whether or not there's going to be another cute quarterback change never rule anything out anywhere it wouldn't matter Allen Robinson's going to get targets the question is what what do we what does he do with those targets the last couple of games have been very iffy some of you you may own him and you may be worried about what to do with him just keep in mind that we're only two games removed from a 10 catch 90 yard performance He'll get his. He's definitely a wide receiver, too, with wide receiver one upside. If you have him, you're starting him. Jimmy Graham. Uh, He's a fine start at tight end. He's getting a lot of targets. He's catching the ball. He's a red zone threat. At at tight end, unless you have George Kittle or Travis Kelsey or even Mark Andrews, although that's a little iffy at, at best right now, then you're fine starting him. So Jimmy Graham you wouldn't move away from unless you had a better option for you. For some reason, Corderell Patterson keeps showing up on all of these waiver wire. Uh, Whenever I look at waiver wires in any of my leagues, he's among the top additions with projections that I can't even fathom. I don't understand it. He doesn't, he he doesn't catch the ball and he doesn't run with any efficiency. So yeah, um, if you see that, don't be, just make sure you understand that he's probably probably there due to lack of names and nothing more. I would just leave it alone if I were you. Now, Anthony Miller, Darnell Moody, eh, there's no interest there. They're not even, you can stream better options, guys. Cole Beasley is still on the waiver wire in most places. Danny Amendola is on the waiver wire in a lot of places. Scotty Miller could be picked up in Tampa Bay. There's a lot of other options for you guys. Nelson Aguilar, if he wasn't picked up on your waiver wire this week. So, yeah, there's there's places you can go uh, that are better than Anthony Miller or Darnell Mooney. Now, on the, on the uh, Los Angeles Rams side of the equation, Jared Goff remains an extremely efficient uh, uh, quarterback, though he's missing the volume to be an everyday start or an every week start. But... He is definitely throwing the ball very well. He's got a high passer rating typically, a great completion percentage. So you can do a lot worse if you're trying to stream quarterbacks. Now, he may not be available in your league if you're looking for a streamer, but just overall, he's not going to torpedo your team, but he certainly is not going to win you any championships. Running back. There's been a lot of up and down here all season long. I think we've settled on the fact that Daryl Henderson is the number one back in this system. This past Monday night, 
He got the majority of the touches. He's involved in the passing game. They trust him to carry the ball more than and either of the other two guys. Yes, Malcolm Brown had 10 carries as well in that game and found the end zone. But he is clearly the second fiddle here to Henderson with Cam Akers not even getting a sniff um, in this game. So if you're the Cam Akers owner, it's disappointing. If you own Daryl Henderson, good for you. If you have Malcolm Brown, I guess there's nothing wrong with starting him during bye weeks because he can score that touchdown for you and get you upwards of 8 to 10 points. Again, you're just looking for anything to get yourself through the bye week. So that's something you can do. Cam Akers, guys, I think you could probably cut him at this point. I don't think you're going to see much out of him unless something happens to Henderson. Both Robert Woods and Cooper Cup have been, in my mind anyway, huge disappointments this year, especially where you drafted them in the third and fourth round, respectively. Now, um, in the past two games, they have almost identical stats. Woods, 7 for 51, while Cup is 9 for 54. Now, Woods does have a touchdown in that span, which, uh, you know, sort of salvages that a little bit. Now, 7 catches for 51 yards is fine. That's 12 points if you don't throw in a uh, a, a, um, a touchdown there. But remember, that's two weeks, not just one. So you're, you're dividing that in half. This is not going to get it done, not as a wide receiver one or two. They are both, in my mind, wide receiver three or flex options at this point you can do much better. So if you're if you're struggling and you need to jar your lineup a little bit, check your waiver wire. Is Rashard Higgins out there? Is the guy the guys I mentioned before, is Scotty Miller still out there? Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Travis Fulgham I'm sure is not anymore, but Jalen Rager is coming off of IR, so he might be a guy you can scoop up as well. Now we'll talk more about uh, that type of thing, uh, beating the waiver wire and injuries and things like that on tomorrow's podcast. Um, Tight end. After a fast start, Tyler Higby has kind of hit a stone wall. Now, he did miss this last game, but before that, he was cooling off substantially, almost to the point where he was borderline startable. Um, Now, a tight end being so bad, I guess you trot him out there unless you really have other options. Gerald Everett is nothing more than a a touchdown-dependent tight end, and even that, it's just not a risk worth taking. Um, You almost are better off streaming week to week and seeing what you can get uh, from the waiver wire. For those of you out there who run a business, you're most likely using an outdated website if you even have one set up at all. That's where Bove Design comes into play. Rob and company have the tools and expertise to set your business up for success. Don't just take my word for it. Follow them on Instagram at bove.design, that's B-O-V-E dot design, and you can see their custom work firsthand. You can also check out my sharp new logo as well when you've uploaded or downloaded this podcast as it was made courtesy of Bove Design. So make sure you hit Rob, the owner, up on IG, throw him a follow, check out his work. If you're looking for graphic design work, web design, or even a custom logo like the one I have. That's Bove Design, everybody. B-O-V-E dot D-E-S-I-G-N. Follow Rob on Instagram and check out his amazing service. On to Thursday night's game we go, and the Falcons 
come into the game at 1 and 6. They visit, they come down here to Charlotte, to the Queen City to take on the surprising 3 and 4 Carolina Panthers and Teddy Bridgewater and company. Now, the Panthers are favored by 2.5 points with the over under set at 49. Atlanta comes into this game relatively healthy on offense, which is a good thing for Matt Ryan and company. Now, Matt Ryan has had a tale of two seasons, really, for him, or two parts of the season. He started out on fire. Uh, 450 yards in Week 1, and you know he was just throwing the ball all over the place. He's cooled down quite a bit. He's been highly inefficient. Still... I expect a decent game out of him against a banged-up and young uh, Carolina defense. I, I like Atlanta in this game, actually. Uh, the Panthers, like I said, favored by 2.5. So we'll talk about the, the what I pick at the end of the game. But Matt Ryan is startable. I think he is, this week at least, a top 12 option, maybe a top 15 at quarterback. So you can start him and, and be just fine with it. Todd Gurley. You're going to start him. He's coming off of a, a couple of good weeks, and he comes up against a Carolina defense that gets bludgeoned by the running back position. Running backs have been very successful against Carolina. I don't see that changing here, even though he's not really involved in the passing game. Todd Gurley is definitely a start for you, running back two or a flex at the very least. Um, moving on to wide receiver. You have 1A and 1AA as far as I'm concerned, and that is Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Both of them are wide receiver one and top five options at the position, and that is pretty much case closed right there. Um, you can, you're you're going to start them both um, if you have them, and uh, we're just going to call it a day from there. Russell Gage is banged up. Though he is questionable, he is expected to play as of me recording this on Wednesday night, so we'll assume he plays. I guess he's an okay dart throw, but on Thursday night, I would wait. I would wait and see if something shakes out over the next couple of days. You may get an injury update or something. Something may come down the pike that we're just not aware of that you can pick up somebody and put them in there rather than take a chance on Russell Gage. So I would stay away. Hayden Hurst. His worst game of the year came against Carolina earlier in the season where he only had two catches, I believe, for nine yards. That'll never get it done. Hurst isn't somebody that I like starting this week either, but with bye weeks and injuries and the tight end landscape being so thinned out, it might be that you don't have a choice. Here's a little nugget for you. See if Irv Smith is out there for Minnesota. I would much rather see you put him in your lineup this week than go with Hayden Hurst. Just something to consider there. Um, Atlanta's defense, the way Carolina's been playing and the way Atlanta's defense has been playing, you're not going to start them here. Although the kickers in this game, both of them, are definitely startable and streamable as this should be a pretty high-scoring game with both defenses being a little bit shaky. On the Panthers' side of the ball, Teddy Bridgewater, again, against a bad defense. You can stream him this week and start him with confidence. I believe he is on the fringes of being a top 12 option. I rank them both very similar. I have them at 13 and 14, uh, Bridgewater being at 13 and Ryan at 14. So they're right back-to-back here. I do really believe that Bridgewater is going to uh, lead this team to a possible playoff berth. I've said it from the beginning, and 
I really I, I not that I think they'll go far, but I like what I see. He's very much like Alex Smith in that he can throw the ball when he needs to, but he can manage the game and not make mistakes. And well, when you're not making mistakes, you win games. There is a chance that Christian McCaffrey plays. He's been on the practice field. As of me recording this, they have not officially um, said one way or another, and they haven't officially released him from the IR yet either. I don't think he plays. I really don't. So unless you know something I don't when you hear this on, uh, you know, when, during the day on Thursday, then if you're the McCaffrey owner, you just you're going to sit him, of course. If you're the Mike Davis owner and McCaffrey plays, then you need to make a decision. But even if he plays, and even that I give it a 5% chance at the most, I don't know how much he's going to get work-wise. So I still think if you're the Mike Davis owner, you can start Mike Davis this week pretty confidently. If you're the McCaffrey owner, you need to pump the brakes and see what happens if he's active. I don't think he will be. I think this is a moot conversation, but you need to keep it in mind anyway. Wide receivers. Robbie Anderson, he is plugged in and ready to go as a wide receiver too. Week in, week out with Teddy Bridgewater. There is no question there. DJ Moore is interesting. He's got three weeks in a row with 93 total yards. Exactly 93. And he's starting to score touchdowns. I think this is part... I think he's starting to to develop his role and rapport with Teddy Bridgewater. I think this will continue. And he is absolutely a a wide receiver two material here. So both of these guys are startable as wide receiver twos. Curtis Samuel. I've never really been a fan. I haven't. But it looks like they're going to use him on gadget plays and things like that. So if you need a spot starter, if you're hurting at wide receiver and you need a flex, Samuel is somebody... That could get you a few points tonight, and he may even run in a score like he did last week. Worth looking at, although you might want to go elsewhere if you need to. Ian Thomas is a non-factor in this offense. We're just going to move straight on. I mentioned the kickers. Joey Sly is just as good as uh, Young Hoku. So either one of these, you can you can start. And the Carolina defense, I would not start them in this game against the Atlanta offense. Um, back to the game itself. I do like the Falcons in this game. I like the Falcons by four points. I 31-27, Atlanta will win this game. Well, that is going to wrap things up. It's a shorter podcast for the Thursday night preview as we just have two games to discuss. I do want to thank you all for tuning in yet again. We have doubled our listenership. We have literally doubled it within two weeks. You guys are amazing. I can't even believe that. So, again, we're steamrolling through the year, getting more popular as we go. Thank you for the feedback, for the ideas, for the support, for all of the um, interaction. I love it. So, again, guys, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for being a part of the show and making it such a success. I want to, as always, uh, let you know that the Know-It-All Fantasy Football program is a proud member of the Skull King Podcasting Network. Skull King Sports is the newest and up and most up-and-coming uh, sports coverage website online. And at Skull King, we cover all four major sports, MMA fighting, boxing, all sorts of ra- uh, racing, and um, all collegiate sports, tennis, golf, you name it. There is a full fantasy 
uh, component to that as well. Ryan, uh, the CEO and founder of Skull King, does a podcast uh, of their own that's on there. And if you ever want to see my detailed rankings, they are on Skull King Sports. Just go under the Skull King Fantasy tab and you'll see it there. The podcast can be found on the website as well. And don't forget www.skullkingsports/steelers for my content. Guys, enjoy your Thursday night football. I will catch you guys tomorrow as we head into the bulk of week eight. Continue to do everything that you can do to dominate your fantasy. Let me go.